Hey there, thank you for tuning in again. If you follow me on Instagram, you might already know that there's a week or two delay between recording an episode and when I release it. Normally that doesn't matter, but with this episode, that means that in between recording and me releasing it now, we went into another lockdown here in the Netherlands. So I hope you are able to stay safe and keep an eye on your physical and mental health if you are also in a lockdown. As for the information we will give you in this episode about the Energizer event, I have a few side notes. We postponed it to a new date after the lockdown. This will be February the 6th. If you already had a ticket, don't worry. You can come to the event with the same ticket. We will take care of the administration for you, so you don't have to do anything to fix that. If you can't make it on this new date, that is too bad, but you will get a full refund for your ticket. And if you want to join the Energizer event, but you haven't bought your ticket yet, you are in luck. Because we had to postpone it, we put up a few more early bird tickets that will be available until December the 31st. So be sure to get your ticket now and Michelle and I will meet you at the 6th of February at the Energizer event. You can find all the links you need in the description of this podcast or join the student life coaching community on Instagram. That is at student underscore life underscore coaching. And here you can connect to me, other students at study or the students of life. Now, let's start this episode and have Michelle tell us all about how to find a true connection online. The big message we preach is focus on what you can control. I think it starts with knowing that what you have is valuable. It's that feeling of maybe slowly dying inside, like I don't know where to go, I don't know who to talk to. Look for solutions. We are solutions finders. There's always a way forward and also limitation brings direction. You are listening to the Student Life Podcast. I am Katinka van Kan, a student life coach, and in this podcast, I discuss different topics and challenges around life as a student. And I do this with students, teachers, and other professionals. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Student Life Podcast. This Student Life Podcast, we will talk about how to connect in an online world. Is it possible to create true connections online? How do you build your own online community? And is this the new normal? With me today to talk about finding connections in an online world is Michelle. Welcome, Michelle. And before we go into our conversation, what should we know about you? Hi, well, thanks for having me. I'm super glad to be here. Um, What should we know about me? I am Canadian classical pianist. I live in Maastricht here and yeah, I've just been enjoying this journey of building a business, um, being an entrepreneur and uh, building other skills outside of playing the piano. All right. Awesome. Yeah. And today we will talk about how we can connect to each other in an online world, which I think we can. We also connected on Instagram. That's how we find each other. Um, Yeah. So tell me, why does this topic interest you so much? Connecting in an online world. So as you just said, everything is now online. So it's really important that if we want to make new connections, find new people, um, develop in relationships, that we have to be online. So a lot of people, I think, before lockdown, were still thinking, is it important that I'm online? Is it important that I have, you know, for example, a website? If I'm talking from musicians, they would say, do I need to have an Instagram presence? Do I need to have a Facebook page? Do I need to have all this stuff? And now I think more and more we've realized um, because of COVID that online is really where we have to be if you want to connect with people at all or else you're sitting yeah. at home alone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it helped us out a lot, but also it's it's different. It takes some getting used to. I don't know. Yeah. I think we're at a point where everybody accepted that things are online. Right. But we haven't all figured out yet how to find what we have in the physical world also behind the screen. I agree with you. And I think that you can't replace a lot 
but we have compensated and some good things have come out of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's start with that. Like if we're looking for a connection or a true connection, what for you, what does that mean, finding a true connection? So I think for me, connection is about authenticity, being seen, being known. And of course, that will come in different levels of being seen and being known. But at the superficial level, it's, you know, common interests, same topics. Uh, you're a musician. I'm a musician. Great. How's it going for you? What are you up to? You know, these kind of basic level connections, things that you would say at a party, you know, what do you do? And yeah, so that's connection. But if you want to go deeper, then I think there's a conversation that needs to be had that goes about maybe things that you're struggling with or things that are interesting to you or thoughts that you've had or books that you've read about certain topics. And then you start to kind of develop a, a relationship with someone and, of course, online, it's super easy to chat or video call. I mean, I was laughing because I had someone write me in, in March and they were asking if they could do a guest workshop for the Fearless Artist, which is my, yeah. my coaching company for musicians. And and I said, sure, we can do like a Zoom workshop. And she said, what's Zoom? You know, it was so funny, like eight <laughs> months ago, like a lot of people didn't know what Zoom was and now we all live there. So yeah, building a connection online, just being being yourself and also finding other people who that you can share that with. Yeah, definitely. And like you say, nobody knew Zoom. Uh, I've been coaching online since I've been coaching because mm. with the coaching education that I did that was very normal also international education so we had to do a lot on zoom but a lot of people found that weird about a year and a half ago when I said you can also get your coaching online you don't have to be in Maastricht and I got messages very often like well I'd rather have a coach that I can see so because it's not going to be the same online right and now there's no questions asked when I say you can get the coaching online. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, can we do it on Zoom? I'm like, yeah, sure. Interesting. That's what I use. Yeah. So it's also maybe about accepting that we can get that connection. Yeah. And right? I mean, the video makes a big difference. I mean, body language is huge. So yeah. if I can see you, I can see your facial expressions. I mean, of course, we have to deal with the delay or sometimes the Internet cuts out. But I mean, overall, I can get a pretty good impression of you and your facial expressions and how we're speaking to each other via Zoom. And yeah, I think... People are also embracing the convenience of being able to yeah. be on Zoom within one second. You don't have to travel anywhere. You don't have to be, you know, presentable even. You just put you a filter. You don't have to wear pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to wear pants. You put the beauty filter on, lipstick, you're good, right? So Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Because it is very important. Like you said, we want to be seen. We want to see and be seen. Yeah. Right? Why is it so important, do you think, for us human beings to connect to each other or somebody or something? Like I've noticed that that was the main problem in the lockdowns that we've had. But still now COVID's going on. Yeah, we all miss connection. Like, why do we need that? Yeah, I completely agree. Well, Brene Brown actually says we're wired for connection. Yeah. So I think humans just, we need each other. And you'll know this from your coaching training. But I think community and tribe is so ingrained in us to be part of something, to belong to something. And yeah. when someone feels isolated or excluded, I mean, historically, like if you were left behind the tribe, you were going to die, right? You were going to be what the wolves got. Yeah. So you have to, I mean, <laughs> it was part of survival instinct that you have to be part of the tribe. Seth Godin talks a lot about this in his book, Tribes. So yeah, it's, it's that we need each other and also iron sharpens iron so when I have a good conversation with someone I come away with new ideas I come away with a new perspective I think it's very important to overcome small-mindedness to listen to other people's stories to recognize that there's not just one opinion that's valid there's multiple ways of thinking about something and the more that we can be flexible and open-minded to hearing other people I think you grow just as a person yeah we also need that right to yeah. grow to be able to grow that's something that I found myself as well in this lockdown it was another reminder of you need to keep growing and it doesn't matter if you do that with working out physically yeah. or by reading books or talking to people but we need to grow and if you're in your room isolated from other human beings or just beings maybe because I spend a lot of time with my cats and <laughs> <laughs> talking talking to my bearded dragons and I'm like hey girl yeah <laughs> I think we just need to 
to ventilate, to talk to things or people or I don't know, you're going to get stuck. And mm-hmm. that's not not where we are supposed to be. I also think that that's something that as human beings, obviously we are very comfortable. We have houses and we have fridges and we have grocery stores. So there's food. So, you know, we're, it's not like we're going to die when right. we're uh, at home. But naturally, like if something doesn't evolve, it dies out. Right. right. You're either growing or you're dying. Right? So we kind of hack nature there where we don't physically die, but mentally very quickly. That's what you saw in the lockdown. Like for the first week, everybody was like, yay, no exams. Okay. You know, right. um, I have a holiday now break. And after a week, it's like, hmm, all right, what am I actually going to do? Yeah. And then you start to, yeah, it's that feeling of maybe slowly dying inside. Like I don't know where to go. I don't know who to talk to. And I think part of the problem is that we don't have no idea when this is going to end. Yeah. So I keep telling my international friends I've been extremely fortunate to be in the Netherlands where our lockdown, I think, has been minimal. We had the most luxury lockdown ever. The I most think, luxurious in the world. lockdown. Yeah. I mean, I felt embarrassed to talk to my business partner and best friend in Paris, Deanna, because she was allowed to leave her apartment for one hour a day, one kilometer radius, and once a day. And every time she went outside, she had to write an attestation. So, like, the reason that she was leaving her house. You know? Right. Yeah. And here I am walking kilometers in the mud with my dog, having the time of my life for hours a day, which is such a blessing to have time off and just like you know how fortunate I am to be in this particular country and how they dealt with it and I don't know if I completely agree with how they dealt with it because our cases were so high but you know just like factually (laughs) this is what my reality was so that was interesting um we had a guest speaker on the fearless artist last week and he was talking about three pillars emotional physical and spiritual and he was saying for musicians the lockdown removed this emotional connection yeah. And that was why so many people were really struggling because it was like something that is so, and physical, those two main things, such important necessities that were taken away. So I think when we talk about going online, it was everybody was kind of like missing something so important and not really being able to put their finger on it at first, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, because it's also, I mean, you can listen to music on Spotify, but if you if you listen to the same band or musician or whatever live, right. it's that feeling, you know, where you can actually literally feel the music see the people mm-hmm. uh, that make the music and now yeah you can see it it sounds different it's through the speaker so it's not as beautiful as life and i mean it's nice that we have the possibilities but it is it's very different um you mentioned the fearless artist now two times three times um, <laughs> it just bleeds out yeah <laughs> no it's awesome it's awesome yeah. it's also one of the reasons i asked you to to be in the podcast and in the event we're going to talk about that a bit later as well but tell us something, because you've been very busy with building platforms online, building connections online, building a following that is actually a real, or that's how I feel it and see it growing in your community, a real following, people that talk to you, send you messages that you have conversations with. Yeah. Yeah, that meet, because here we are. So how how did you do that? Tell us a bit about the Fearless Artist and then also your hashtag. Let me see if I can say it correctly. <laughs> Hashtag killing perfectionism in classical. That's it, right? Amazing. Yeah, well done. So the Fearless Artist was born with Deanna and I. She's a violist American in Paris. And we've been working together for many years, first in playing, just performing together. And then we started traveling with Juilliard, doing outreach in countries all over Europe, actually. So we got very comfortable with each other and used to facilitating together. Then we joined something called a mastermind over a year ago, and it was, that was run by some of her colleagues in Juilliard. And this is a focus group where you meet with people like-minded, same careers, and you talk about important issues in your industry. So yeah. problems that we're all facing, things that you want to see solved, and you make a long-term goal, and then you basically work on executing it by having group calls every two weeks, and then on the off weeks, you have check-in calls. So we did this program with them for four months and loved it. 
but I saw a lot of ways that I would like to improve. Yeah. And I've learned personally that when you have a frustration about something, it's usually an indication that you should step in and be the change, be the thing that you want to see differently rather yeah. than just, you know, sitting at home complaining, just go out and change it, do something about it. So we were like, we're starting our own mastermind. Let's do this. This was in February, oh, sorry, January. I started um, talking about it on my social media yeah. and we started our first class of our first group, I should say in February. So right before lockdown. Yeah. And but we so, didn't know that yet. No, right? we had no idea. We had no, no idea. No idea what was coming. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we could just all go back to February 2020, right? Just like, what would you even tell yourself? And I don't know. Well, not not to go out for carnival, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Skip carnival now. It's going to save us the rest of the year. Yeah, cancel carnival. Yeah. That's a great. So we started these masterminds. And then, yeah, it was interesting because the, the goals that the people were making in the group were, you know, audition for Rotterdam Phil, audition for Brussels. And, and then, of course, everything got canceled. So all that to say, if there's ever a time you want to be in a focus group, it's in the middle of a pandemic because we have yeah. the community and the support to help everybody kind of navigate this, like, massive change. But anyway, the Fearless Artist is an initiative where we run masterminds, also workshops, which are just one-offs. So 90 minutes, group calls open to as many people. Last week, we had one with 30 people on the call. Oh, wow. um, and then we do one-to-one clarity calls or strategy. So we sit with people, we talk through what they want to accomplish. We talk to them about any limiting beliefs or things that they need to overcome. And we recently started that. And I love that. I love chatting with people and seeing like, you know, where they think they're stuck and then asking a few questions and saying, you know, is that true? How can we get you around that? And just seeing things open up for them, you know, the lights come on and it's really beautiful. So yeah, we exist to empower musicians to take their careers to the next level. That's so awesome. Yeah, I've been following it as well, the process, and I very much love it. It reminds me a lot of my own coaching, of course, because you guys focus so much on looking for those possibilities. Yeah. And that is definitely with something like a pandemic happening, something like a lockdown happening, all your auditions or concerts or everything being canceled. Right. Where do you go? like it's too easy to sit home and think all right shit yeah that was it no career poor me and you would not yeah. believe how many people have unfortunately fallen into that mindset yeah and so the big message we preach is focus on what you can control look yeah. for solutions we are solutions finders there's always a way forward and also limitation brings direction so for example i talk about this a lot but the fact that everything went online you can say that in the most negative sense or you can say it in a positive sense and the story I keep telling is I have a grandma, she's 85, she has dementia, so she doesn't know me anymore. And she's been in a home for five years. And I can't see her, obviously, unless I'm in Canada. And because of COVID, everything went where they were doing FaceTime visits with family members. Yeah. So now my family members who are in the same city can't see her either. So everyone's kind of, it levels the playing field, right? So then it's her 85th birthday, I started offering these online concerts, which are one-to-one -one experiences where I offer a tailored program to the listener. They choose the pieces that they want off of this menu that I created, and oh, I play amazing. for them. For, yeah, it was this amazing initiative that came from one of my one of my good friends, and, and he's doing it for, he was coaching his jazz musicians to try that, and I was like, oh, I'll just bring it over to the classical. So I gave her this birthday concert for her birthday. My parents are on the call, my sister, her fiancé, my grandmother's son and wife. So there's, you know, 10 of us on this call. And as soon as she sees me playing behind the piano, she reaches and tries to touch the iPad, like to stroke my face. So she recognized me, something triggered. And I thought, this is one of the most beautiful experiences that we've had as a family with her in the last few years because of her illness. And this was possible last year. Yeah. I could have easily had a group FaceTime yeah. call. But I didn't think about it because I wasn't thinking in this limitation of, I have to be online. What yeah, can I do? probably also like the experience I had with my coaching that if you would have suggested it last year, there wouldn't have been time or we don't have the equipment or why would you do it? Just no, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. And now because we we're forced in this new situation, you see what, I mean, this is like the most beautiful experience you can have online with your music, with your family. 
Yeah. That's and amazing. and so looking what is possible now yeah. that all of these things are true. I have to be online. I can't fly there. I can't see them. I have to quarantine 14 days, you know, yeah. <laughs> but what can I do? And so when we work with our clients, we're really asking them, okay, like, yes, it's true that everything has been canceled. Yes. We need to acknowledge that grief or sadness. We're not saying that it's not a big deal or that it doesn't matter. No, it does. However, what do you want to do about it at the end of the day? So it's like, yes, that sucks. And now what? What are we exactly. going to do? Exactly. Yeah. And it, that, you're exactly right. It's yes, this sucks. And yeah. instead of yes, this sucks, but you know, so yeah, I'm going to exactly, sit at home and yeah. cry and be, be miserable. Yeah, because then if you, if you put a butt there, you're going to deny how bad it is. Of mm -hmm. course it's bad. Mm -hmm. So you better accept that it's bad. You know, acknowledge those feelings, acknowledge that. Yeah opportunities opportunities got taken away from you because that happened that's mm -hmm. just a fact so yeah. you're allowed to feel sad about that and i know grieve a bit about the concert you're not allowed to do because then you're able to see all those new things and new possibilities yeah and i've, I've really enjoyed seeing uh, the initiatives that people are coming up with during covid you know like live streaming concerts started yeah. being normal this is normal now and not only free ones but paid ones you know berlin phil like you start to be able to hear really high quality performances for a small fee online and this is something that wasn't normal a year ago no oh, no it's amazing something else you did the hashtag hashtag killing perfectionism in classical so that's also something you started and it kind of blew up yeah. Surely. I don't know if you expected that to happen. Oh gosh, I, that was the I don't know what I expected. So the story is I've been thinking a lot about building a personal brand, getting in the habit of being seen online. Yeah. Again, this connection idea, playing online, which is something that you always have to overcome, you know, because you're like, wow, there are amazing pianists who follow me on Instagram. I don't want them to hear me in case they think I suck. And I mm. really want to not suck. And, you know, all this stuff. Want to but, be you the know, best. Perfect, yeah, right? Yeah, you you want, want to be perfect. I think I want to be excellent. I think I really want to be someone who has something to contribute to my niche and to say like you know when she plays it's interesting she has something that she wants to say and it's beautiful you know that's what my heart really is and so anyway so I was playing late one night this is in October and I thought to myself I know so many people so amazing amazing musician friends of mine who would never do this for fear of being judged or seen or being labeled as yeah. some kind of player and I just instantly had this download. Like, it came so fast. Like, okay, run a challenge. I knew what to call it already. Killing perfectionism in classical. Ten days long, one-minute clips, and you get five takes max. Because the other half of the story is that people say, I took 47 takes, and then I hated all of them. Yeah. So I don't post. I deleted it all. And I'm Endless, like, yeah. how are you ever going to get out there if, you know, and I've been listening to a lot of Gary Vee. So Gary Vaynerchuk, he's an entrepreneur in the States, and he talks about, you know, putting out content over and over and over and just trusting the long tail that you're going to be found. You know, he spent like 10 hours a day on Twitter back in 2006 finding his wine audience. So yeah, right, my yeah. approach is like, I post these one minute clips of me playing and it's going to build the fact that people, you, you brand yourselves in pe people's minds that she's active, she's working, she's out there, she's doing things. They don't remember if like your phrasing wasn't as great or you missed a few notes or whatever. They remember your face. They remember that you are um, active in the community. So yeah, your energy. Yeah, well. like you have your also, very own energy. That I mean, if I look at your Instagram, that you have your very own energy that you put out there any any time, and it doesn't matter if you're playing, if you're walking your dog, if you're posting pictures of your coffee, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever Michelle does, you're like, hey, there she is again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there I am again, caffeinated and with my dog. Yes, yeah. I love that. I love that. So um, yeah, it was really a 
an attempt for me to enable my friends to say like you guys matter you have something important to share like please stop being your own ceiling I think it's really important especially as entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that we are not our own limitation yeah, like it, at least let someone else tell you no don't say no yourself like come on like we're trying to build something right so I started I announced it on a Tuesday I launched it on a Friday by the end of 10 days we had over 75 people who participated people from all Crazy. over I mean it was just nuts and then now it's become a hashtag that people use like you know, 100 Days of Practice is another hashtag that's very famous. Like, people just put it on their posts. But now they're putting my hashtag on their posts. So there's, like, 700 posts on this hashtag. And it's just brought this amazing community of musicians, people who are practicing, putting themselves out there, being fearless. That's our tagline at The Fearless Artist. Be fearless. Like, don't allow your own fear to stop you. And, of course, there's this debate of, like, you know, of course you're still going to feel fear. You're going to be uncomfortable. But the fact is you don't let that stop you. Yeah, because after that is growth. Right, exactly. And the magic happens outside of the comfort zone. Yeah, that's why what I always say, we have our identity and our identity is there to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. I know who I am. I know what I am. I know what I'm doing. And your identity also doesn't want to change. So what happens is as soon as you're doing something new, like putting out a video there that has that one wrong note you know, in the whole piece that you yeah. don't want anybody to hear. Right. Your identity doesn't want that or to be online or to be seen because I want to stay the same as I am now, you know, that same picture. So that feeling of I'm uncomfortable, I don't want to do this, this is mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. That actually means that you're just one step away from getting to your next level. That's what I always tell my students. Like if you feel that, that uncomfortable feeling of, I don't know what's going to happen. That means, I mean, it's a decision right there, right? Do you want to grow or not? Yeah. And if you do, then take that step. Wow. And you're going to be more. Yeah. It reminds me of a really great book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Yeah. So we feel it, we acknowledge that it's there, and then we still put ourselves out there. And for me, I mean, if I look back on my playing videos, first of all, it's Instagram. You can always delete it. Yeah. Second of all, (laughs) the amount of people that I have met and the opportunities that have come through me being present online is insane. I mean, like things like podcasts, things like I now live stream for an app that is paying like a lot for me to be on this app. Things like I'm creating content for an app in India where I created a piano course for them. These are things that are all within my very specific niche that came to me because I have put myself out there consistently. I got a concert in the middle of COVID and and the person wrote me, she said, I always see you shining on Instagram. Are you available to stay for this concert? It was super well paid. And I thought if I wasn't if I wasn't vulnerable and saying like, here I am world, you know, then people can't find you. So yes, I mean, it's not like, it's not like the Berlin Phil is calling me, but there's a lot of other really interesting opportunities that I enjoy that have come up because I'm posting these practicing videos. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. Let's let ourselves roll into the next topic then. Opportunities that got through you uh, on Facebook or on, uh, sorry, on Instagram. Also Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Also Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The Energizer events. That's actually something that I asked you for. Yes. When was that? A week and a half ago? I think so. Yeah. I was thrilled. Uh, I yeah, I don't know why. I was looking for actually somebody from the universities, what I was in my mind. Like I want somebody to talk to us about that online classes or whatever. I don't know. Weeks, no responses. I don't know. And then one morning I opened my phone. It was your face there again. I was like, why don't I ask her? Maybe Michelle, big famous Michelle, <laughs> would would want to come talk on my event. Am and I famous? Yeah, you're, for me, you are. <laughs> I've been seeing you every day since, it's, I don't know, February, January, February, I think is when, uh, when I stumbled up on you on Instagram. Uh, and yeah, I want to thank you again for your response. Like you were so enthusiastic and I'm very happy that you're going to be uh, at the event. So tell us, what are you going to talk about? So your your topic that you proposed was building a connection online, which yeah. I, I love. And 
I think I've grown a lot personally uh, learning about this in the last eight months, of course, yeah. because we already talked, everything goes online. So everything from our, you know, masterminds, they were always online because of internationals to my piano lessons to, you know, everything that we do now has been able to be online, even happy hours, which kind of suck. By yeah. the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but building a connection, I think it starts with finding your tribe online. And this yeah. is one of the most beautiful things that I picked up from a great book called Steal Like an Artist from Austin Cleon. And he was arguing like, you know, historically people would move to the major centers to find their people. So the artists in the 30s were all going to Paris because that's when you would go to Montmartre and you would meet in the evenings with your club of artists and talk about your paintings and your ideas and your music or you go to New York or you go to Nashville you know you find your people in the cities so that left a lot of us you know Maastricht is beautiful but it's small so sometimes you feel like am I missing something like am I am I not finding the people that I need to find and and then he argued like anyone you want to meet is online and that was that was a few years ago that this book was written so now like COVID made us all it forced us all to be online so the people that I'm looking for the people that can inspire me the people that need to hear my message they're all sitting on Instagram. Yeah, waiting to find you. Right. And so the amount of amazing relationships that I've made through the last eight months and things like using a hashtag, things like going to someone's page and engaging with them, saying like, hey, I really appreciate this thought you shared. What do you think? You know, just starting conversations with people. I think being genuine and authentic is extremely important if you're going to build a connection online. And yeah, just sharing your ideas, being well read so that you have something interesting to share, you know, giving value to your audience. I always want to be a contribution when I walk into the room and have something to give, you know. So I think that's really important online that you show up and you think, you know, every time I get on my stories, I'm thinking, what does my audience want to hear from me? What do they care about? Why would they watch this? I don't want to, you know, you don't want to waste people's time or or give them, you know, like, yeah, okay, here's my life. Well, who cares? You know, really, (laughs) I mean, you always have to think like, what does it matter to them? these people that are watching me but then again it is a part of you right yeah but but people enjoy you people enjoy seeing that if it brings them something so I'll often get people saying like oh you're always so positive when you come online or you always have something interesting to share or we just like seeing Hannah completely covered in mud you know it's just like (laughs) these moments but as long as I know like okay people take joy in this and it, it matters to them then I feel confident sharing that Side note, Hannah's your dog. Hannah's my dog. (laughs) (laughs) That don't follow you yet. (laughs) The best dog in the world. Yeah, absolutely. She's the cutest. All right. Well, running out of time in a little bit. We can talk forever, I think. uh, But we will definitely see you the 9th of January at the Energizer event. Which Energizer talk for the people who want to hear more. Do you have, yeah, last tips and tricks? Maybe what if I would want to start building a platform or start a hashtag or find my tribe online? Where do I start? I think it starts with knowing that what you have is valuable and what you have is is worth hearing, it's worth sharing, and that people are always going to respond to passion and conviction. And when they see someone who takes a stance and says, this is what I think and what I believe, there is room for uh, disagreement, there's room for conversation, but that's how you grow and build something interesting. And so it just starts with, yeah, believing that what you have to say is important. And the quote that I'm using for this event is, the world needs what you have, which I keep telling our musicians, the world needs your music, it needs your message, it needs your face, like get out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful because we are so focused on, I don't know, creating a picture of who we want to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we forget that we already are somebody. Yeah. And we already are something and we have, we have what, yeah, like you said, what other people need. So build on that, build on yourself, grow yourself instead of forcing yourself to grow into a picture that you've painted. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then that comes back to authenticity. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. 
All right. Well, where do we find you? Where do we follow you? Give us all the all the ins and outs of, of Michelle online uh, for everybody that's listening and might be interested now. Yeah. So Instagram is Michelle Lynn Pianist, L-Y-N-N-E. And our company is the Fearless Artist Mastermind. And that's where we post all sorts of stuff to fire you up and motivate you to be awesome. And uh, my personal page is where I share about my career and what it looks like to be a fearless artist. And Hannah. And Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then the hashtag is hashtag killing perfectionism in classical for everybody Absolutely. that wants to train themselves to put out their music or whatever beautiful content that they have. And uh, be fearless. All right. I'm going to put that in the description as well. Love that. For, uh, for everybody to just copy paste. Yeah, yeah. It's always better. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for this conversation, for all your wise lessons. I can talk to you forever, but we'll definitely see you in January and uh, online. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Student Life Podcast. Do you know another topic that you feel needs to be discussed? Or is there maybe a challenge in your student life you would like to talk about? Well, don't wait any longer and get in touch with me. You can send an email to info at vankancoaching.com or find Student Life Coaching on Instagram and Facebook. And maybe I will talk to you in the next episode of the Student Life Podcast.